So I don't know if you heard the, the joke uh, about uh, the pig and the chicken. <laughs> this is one where they were just walking along and they saw a sign at the church and the church sign said, uh, feed the hungry. And so they thought, well, this is a good opportunity. Let's put in our widow's mite and we'll give them some breakfast. And so uh, the chicken said, well, let's, let's give them bacon and eggs. Uh, and then the pig was like, well, that's easy for you because for me it costs everything. Uh, it cost my whole life to give them that breakfast. Uh, that this uh, wasn't a very funny joke, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that this is about total commitment. Uh, that where when the widow puts that two cents in, that you know that tiny little amount, that Jesus is impressed by uh, this this woman. Uh, he's not impressed by the scribes. Uh, who walk around with their nice robes and they want to be greeted and, and treated, uh, you know, obsequiously <laughs> with respect. They want people to think well of them. Uh, they want to make a good impression. And they're really full of themselves. <laughs> and that all they care about is uh, themselves and how they look in front of other people. And so Jesus is sitting there in the, in the temple and he has his disciples with him and he's just people watching. I don't know if you ever do that, if you're sitting in a cafe and you're just watching people go by. And so he's watching uh, these people and noticing those that put in big amounts and probably listening to the money, kind of, you know, the coins, the gold coins making noise for everybody to see. And then this woman that nobody notices, and the disciples are probably looking at, you know, the rich people, that this woman puts in uh, the tiniest amount, and she doesn't, like, seek to impress anybody, but she's the one that impresses uh, Jesus the most. Uh, She's the one that captures his heart, and he points out to his disciples that, you know, this, this is the one that you should be like. Uh, the one that is in great struggle, the one that is uh, suffering greatly, uh, widow in that time and even in our own time, that, uh, you know, suffering of loneliness and having no uh, means for the future and just these two tiny little coins that are not going to get her much, Uh, She even gives those to God. Uh, She surrenders to God in a really difficult place. And I was just thinking about, you know, today on this uh, third seminar of being drenched in the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit, that it's, it's more often than not in the difficult times where we have to trust God. Because it's, it's easy to trust God when things are going well, uh, when you have no need, uh, you can have a big smile on your face and everything can be going great. Uh, but it's in the difficult times, that's where God is going to fill us the most. Uh, because that's the place where we have to actually surrender. Uh, there's times in my life where I didn't know what that actually meant. Uh, you know, a difficult thing comes towards me. 
and I don't know how I'm going to get through it. And then I have to just trust God to surrender. And it's in that place that our hearts are stretched. And that's why we need more of the Holy Spirit. Uh, You may have been to many, many times, many times of uh, opening up to the Holy Spirit, going to a Life in the Spirit seminar or praying for the Holy Spirit to come in a deeper way. But when we're stretched, it means that there's more space to be filled. Sometimes we say that the Holy Spirit kind of leaks out of us, but I just think it's more that we are stretched and God allows us to go through great struggle, not to punish us, but to He allows us to go through that, to allow us to give us that opportunity to trust Him. Now, it's easy for me to say this because I, I know often when I preach, something happens in the week that I'm like, I've got to listen to what I just said. So I'm not exempt from this. <laughs> that when we go through struggles, that that's an opportunity, an invitation uh, for God to come into our life in a greater way. And so just like uh, you know, the widow, the one in the first reading where she is not in a good place. Uh, She's ready to uh, just have her last meal with her son and and that's it. And then this guy comes up and says, can I have that? (laughs) Uh, Can I have your very last uh, meal? Can you make me a scone? You imagine that. (laughs) That somebody, you'd be thinking, the nerve of this person to ask for that. What, what kind of a request is that? Can you see? Like, we have nothing. And she still says, okay. And in that trust, in that, in that, that hopeless place, where she just gives over, she doesn't even know what that means, but she receives, her heart is stretched, and now she, she has... No wants, because the Lord is providing for her. That the oil is not going to run out. That, you know, the flour, whatever it was, is not going to run out. That there's going to be enough to sustain her for a long time. So as we open up to the Holy Spirit, and as we might be even facing difficulties now, or in the near future, or those in our life that we know are really struggling, and we're crying out to God for them, uh, there's a young man I mentioned, uh, I think it was last week, uh, where he has terminal cancer, and he's only 26. And, and just through, even through our prayers, uh, he posted on his uh, Facebook saying a miracle that, because for him there was, uh, the doctors said they couldn't do anything more. There's nothing more they can do. Uh, and so he just thought, well, I've got his prayer. And so he seemed like he's a pretty popular guy. I, looked at it. I didn't even know him, but I looked at his Facebook post and there was lots and lots of comments from his friends. Uh, but he wrote there that a miracle that something's changed. He's not completely healed, but the doctors are able to, uh, uh, to actually treat him a bit more, like to actually have uh, some sort of operation or something. They're able to actually help him more. Um, but he's crying out to God in his need and his friends are being touched by that. Uh, I read a, a story a few years back about somebody in a, a terrible situation. Uh, he was a soldier, 
and he wrote this little prayer, and the prayer was actually found in his pocket, and it was published in a magazine in Russia, and it's a little prayer that he wrote before he went into his final battle, and he, he dies in his battle, and, and so he's writing, you know, in, in a country where, you know, they weren't able to believe in God, they would say that God is, is a joke, it's a waste of time, don't even be stupid to think about God. And so he writes this prayer, and so I'll read read it to you tonight. Hear me, O God. In my lifetime, I have not spoken with you even once. But today, I have the desire to celebrate. Since I was little, they have always told me that you do not exist. And I, like an idiot, believed it. I have never contemplated your works, but tonight I have seen from the crater of a grenade this sky full of stars, and I have been fascinated by their splendor. In that instant, I have understood how terrible is the deception. I do not know, O God, if you will give me your hand, but I say to you, that you understand me. Is it not strange that in the middle of a frightful hell, light has appeared to me, and I have discovered you? I have nothing more to tell you. I feel happy because I have known you. At midnight, we have to attack, but I am not afraid. You see us. They have given the signal. I have to go. How good it was to be with you. I want to tell you, and you know, that the battle will be difficult. Perhaps this night I'll go to knock at your door. And if up till now I have not been your friend... When I go, will you allow me to enter? But what's happening to me? I cry, my God, look at what's happening to me. Only now I have begun to see with clarity. My God, I go. It will be difficult to return. How strange now. Death does not make me afraid. So this soldier, in this moment where he has nothing, is surprised by amazing grace, uh, where he looks up at the stars and he encounters God. That even though he lived his life not even believing in God, told not to believe in God, that 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 moment at the very end, he surrenders to this God that he's encountered. And he receives uh, a great reward that he's not afraid anymore. And so for us to surrender, uh, to trust God, even in the place of great struggle, uh, even in the place of great failure even, 
to allow the grace of God to come into that place because he is stretching you there and he is filling you more and more with his spirit uh, that he will give you what you need when you feel like you've got nothing left that he will sustain you uh, for the journey. And so we come tonight with that, that faith uh, as we receive the Lord, as we open our hearts, we really pray that he would stretch us and that he would fill us, drench us with his love.